It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, this is Pat McAfee, and you're listening to the Complex Sports Podcast, a podcast hosted by three men who are incredibly entertaining. Their words are riveting. And if you're not listening to this, you're an absolute stooge. So be a friend, tell a friend. The Complex Sports Podcast is where it's at. Cheers. On this week's episode of the Complex Sports Podcast, we have Michael Jordan's longtime trainer, Tim Grover, join us to tell NBA stories, the history of Kobe and Michael, his new book, and much more. Plus, we talk about all the NBA playoff games and the plans that happened this week. Let's get to it. What up? What up? What up, everybody? It's a man chops brand new episode of the Complex Sports Podcast. We are back another week. As always, Zion and Adam joining me, fellas. What's going on? How are we feeling? Yo, can Zion, you, can how you get a new stick? Are you? Can you get something else, bro? bro no. What up? What up? Change it up, bro. No, people love that. Thing is getting old, bro. No, no one people loves that. Love that. <laughs> we'll crowdsource whether or not people love that. But what, yeah, what are we talking about off the top here? Playoff week, right? NBA playoffs starting. Eh, the playing tournament, Unless whatever. Unless you want to tell us about your, your extracurricular No, activity. it's not for public consumption on the podcast. It's, it's for private conversation. Yeah, what you doing? You was out and about. You said you was in the streets, massless. As normal people who are vaccinated, such as myself, are now capable of doing, according to the CDC. I had a awesome uh, dinner in the West Village with a friend of mine. And we got after a late night in New York City. I didn't get home until about 2 o'clock uh, on a uh, school night. And it was fucking glorious the city was popping there was vibrancy and it felt great to be alive and doing normal shit for the first time in basically 16 months and i'm making zero apologies for it because i'm fully vaccinated and following all the other bullshit protocols and nonsense and this and that the CDC whoa, whoa 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 relax 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 talking about talk about the protocols relax you, man. you do what you gotta do I'm, I'm good i did my research i i did my part i'm ready to live yo adam this man zion's literally still scared to leave I his know. house right now He's vaccinated and is scared. Start to leave living his your house. life, pal. Okay, Zion, go outside. Yeah, no, sir. Live your life. No, no Zion, go outside. Sir. You can't just play PS Five yeah. all day. Go be social. Go be a human being again for the first. time. I actually be working. I don't be sitting around doing nothing like y'all. Y'all, y'all can see my work. You see what I'm working. I was working all this weekend. All this shit. Shoot, yeah. I was working on a Sunday. I was writing articles. I was writing articles. I was doing interviews. I was doing the social. I was doing everything. Like my back hurts from carrying yesterday, carrying complex sports. Who built Who built that post for you on the site? Who built that post for you? Uh, uh, Mr. Zach Friedenlund. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> try that one again, pal. Yeah, and and the number two, Friedland. Also, Friedland. But tell the audience. But tell the audience what you wrote about and what you posted. It was a posted. good thing. It was a good piece. It was all right. It wasn't anything. Tell the audience. Uh, tell, well, tell them what you but, did. Uh, J. Cole uh, played basketball on Sunday, as we all know. Uh, he actually played against one of my boys who was the opposing point guard. Uh, so I talked to him about how he guarded J. Cole uh, some of the game. And, you know, J. Cole looked a little rusty, but, you know, he's 36. So it was cool to see someone achieve their dream. Stop hating on J. Cole, y'all. Let him let him do his thing, man. Whom, whom was hating on J. Cole? Why were people making his people. stat line like a thing? Like, yeah, like I knew that was going to happen. I, I, <laughs> once I seen the quote card, the three points, three rebounds, two assists, I saw it at night. Someone, someone it's used like it for the John Tony Lynch. Snell one. It's like the Tony Snell one where it's yeah. the zeros down the board. <laughs> they, why'd they do oh, Jermaine man. like that? Oh, no, the man. new album is good. Zion, your piece was good. It was very dope. Uh, you know, you know what Cole is doing. Very dope rollout. Shout out to Damian Scott, you know, who helped with all that. Our man so Damian. when's J. Cole coming on the pod? So I want to ask this, actually. Next I, week. I don't know, Adam. I want to ask this. Who's winning one-on-one? Because I know we all saw the viral clip. Adam Sandler versus J. Cole, who's winning one-on-one? Because Sandler can ball. People don't know that the Sandman is nice on the court. I think, to be honest, I think Sandler might win that. Just I think because he might. Sandler's got a jumper, man. I, I would say I would trust wet. Sandler's jump shot more than I would trust J. Cole's right now. I think J. Cole's more of a, a spot-up shooter. 
more of a catch and shoot. But Sandler's guy. got handles. What's the thing? Like Sandler's Sandler's gonna, Sandler, Sandler will create his shot better than Jay Cole will. I think Zion's observation is right. With all the work we saw him yeah. do with Brickley up in uh, you know the gyms up here in New York City, it was more spot up shooting. You know, just launching from deep. So I feel like Sandler's a little bit more creative with his handles and his ability to get his own shot than Jay Cole. So yeah. So, so we're three and zero. We think shockingly Sandler we agree. Yeah, for, for the first time ever. Yeah, okay. yeah we all I think agree. All right, that's enough of our weekend recap. Fun, as always. We have a good podcast this week. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs, but be, uh, and then a little bit later, we have Tim Grover on the podcast, MJ's longtime personal trainer. Coach, oh, you can't just trainer. you can't just down, downplay that. That's a, the great stuff we got. It's a great interview. It's a great interview. He gave some he, stories, man. He just stories for days, stories for days, and and opinions and some Space Jam talk. It was great. I mean, he just. It, it, it's a it's a phenomenal 30-minute interview that's coming later in the pod. But, you know, definitely if you're a hoops head, check it out because you're going to love it. Before we It get is to the that, best storytelling we got. Yeah. Before we get to that, NBA playoffs officially start this week with the play-in games. Let's do predictions for the playoff games. Let's go through each one. What is the first play-in game? I don't even know. <laughs> it's Pacers-Hornets on Tuesday. Pacers-Hornets. Pa- Pacers-Hornets first game, Adam. I have the spreads even, Adam. I have the spreads too, but go ahead. You can announce them. Pacers are favored by three and a half in this game. Ooh, I feel good. I feel good talking spreads again. I miss football, guys. You guys realize that? I miss football. Uh, We don't, but let's continue talking about the NBA playoffs. Okay, so three and a half. Who are we taking? We're taking the Hornets here. Take the points. Ooh, I like Pacers. That. I Pacers are really right. fucking beat up right now. They're incredibly injured. No Miles Turner. You're not going to have Jeremy Lin. Some other subs. Malcolm Brogdon. As we're taping this right now, his situation I think is up in the air, but probably he ends up going. But the Hornets have been the better team in clutch situations and close games, and the Pacers are really beat up. And let's not forget they have all the shit floating around with their coach. So they are team turmoil right now. Take the Hornets. Yeah, give me the Hornets too. Zion, what do you think? That's a tough one because I think talent wise, if Brogdon does play, I don't think he is. Maybe I don't it's know. It's up. It's up in the air right now as we're taping this Monday afternoon. I'm surprised they're favored by three and a half. To be honest with you, the Pacers are favored. It's in it's in Indiana. Yeah, because the Pacers are the nine seed, Hornets are the ten seed. Do they have fans? They ain't no, they barely fans. Barely fans there. I mean, that's it's Indiana. Tough. They they it's Indiana. They could have seventy five percent capacity. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but I, I don't think uh, Sabonis playing is Sabonis scheduled to play. Yes, he's playing. Yeah. Oh, Indiana's got talent. They have talent. Uh, yeah, a lot of it's injured. But right that now. team's just a mess. That coach is yeah. going to get fired after one season. The Hornets. The Hornets have blown two games this weekend. So they to be have. honest, I'm going. I'm going with Karis LeVert, man. Karis LeVert. Okay. Carries the Pacers to the eight. All right. Second game that night. So we're taking we're taking the Pacers to or, 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 or we're split. Okay. So basically, actually, let's break down how the play on plan works. If our listeners don't know. Whoever wins that 9-10 game, then what? What happens? They face the loser of the 7-8 game. And the winner of that yes, game yeah. then gets the 8 seed. Yes. Okay. The winner of the 7-8 game gets the 7 seed. That play, the loser of that game plays a 9-10 for the for 8 seed. Okay. So then that 7-8 game is a good one. It's a good one, guys. Wizards-Celtics. Celtics are only favored by a point and a half right now. Celtics have been a mess this whole season. Wizards have come on as late a little bit. Bradley Beal has been playing very well. Russell Westbrook has been playing well. What do we think? What what happens in this game? I'm taking the Celtics here. I'm sorry, excuse me. I, oh. I apologize for that. Not taking the Celtics. I'm taking the Wizards here just because of how well they've played down the stretch. You know what Beal averaged in three games against the Celtics? Like he torched right. them in all three games. He averaged over 30, I think, 32 points, something like that. And he went for 44 in one but, game. Well, I mean, that's what he averages for the Well, season, uh, good point. But also he went up for 44 <laughs> against them one game. And the Wizards have won 17 of their final 23 games. They're playing better. There's no Jalen Brown for the Celtics. Crazy run. Yeah, them. they've been an incredible run. run. So keep the, moment, keep the momentum going in a one-game situation. Celtics have been an absolute, you know, uh, dumpster. Well, I shouldn't say dumpster fire, but mad inconsistent. No, you can say. All right, so borderline dumpster fire. It's pretty goddamn bad. They've underachieved. Why would you not pick the Wizards here? It's embarrassing that the Celtics are even in the play on game in the Eastern. That's Conference. fair, yeah. Zion, it's embarrassing. I need, <laughs> I need the Celtics to win this game so Wait, why? Oh, bad. I didn't see that coming. Why? Why? Because the winner of this game plays the Nets. So you want I'm the Celtics. To, you don't want the Wizards. I don't want to play the Wizards at all. I don't want to play all Russell the, all, Westbrook. All the Nets-Wizards games this year were, were wild, weren't they? Yes, they were. And Russell Westbrook, when he sees KD, KD on the other yeah. side, 
And James Harden. Oh my goodness. And James Harden. His frenemies. His frenemies, yeah. This is not going to be a great series for, like, and I just think matchup wise, the Celtics can't, they can't hang with us just because, uh, they can't defend and Kemba, they're too small. Kemba can't they, do it. Kemba can't. Yeah, from they, they can't play big. Oh, and Kyrie does murder Kemba every time they play. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, uh, you're UConn. That's, that's no Kemba hasn't been Kemba. It's uh, completely fine. Even though he did have four good games before sitting out the final three games of the regular season. Real quick, I fucked up the uh, Bradley Beal stat. He averaged 39.3 points per game in the three matchups with the Celtics this okay. year. So really torched him. All right. So who are you? You're going with the Wizards, Zion. You're rooting for the Celtics, but what do you think? I'm, do you think I'm like? rooting for the Celtics. And I'm I'm picking the Celtics because I have to. I'm not I'm not I'm not getting another I'm not getting think, another option there. I think the Wizards win. I'm going with the hot hand here. I'm going with the hot hand. I think Beal's playing unreal. Russell Westbrook's playing unreal, and the Celtics look broken. I actually think, I think if the Celtics lose this game, they might leg- legitimately not make the playoffs, and Brad Stevens could get fired. That's my prediction. I don't think, that's my bold prediction. I think it's I think it's. Uh, or Jalen Brown's getting traded. Something's happening to the Celtics this summer that's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Brad Stevens is probably – I think it might be his last year. It's probably I can't believe year. he didn't last take year. the Indiana job. I cannot believe he didn't take the Indiana job. He should have just okay, got Okay, out. but real quick. Have you been to Indianapolis? He's from there. It's have different. you been? Like, I don't care. You can be from someplace. Doesn't mean you want to go back. That's to like it. asking me if I would go work for the Cleveland Browns. Not a lot of people would yeah. say yes. I would because I'm from Cleveland and I like Cleveland. Brad Stevens is from I, Indiana. I get that. So, but he's been in Boston. He's been in much better city. Well, uh, but Adam, but Adam, Adam, if he gets fired from this job, what other NBA job is he? Gonna he can do? get any NBA job he wants. I he's don't con- agree with that. You don't think that Brad Stevens is widely considered one of the top coaches in the NBA? No, nah, he. Yeah, he he will he'll get another NBA job, but I think he might go to college route. The fact that he didn't even make an NBA Finals with this Celtics team is so embarrassing. He ran into LeBron. Your boy. What do you do? What about the last two two, two years? Well, you know. What did he run into? Uh, well, you know, it's, last this, three years, this year. Three. What happened this year? There's no, uh, Danny Ainge. Uh, Danny Ainge deserves a little uh, yeah, bang yeah. for that. So. Danny Ainge should get fired too. Danny, they they're probably will, no. I, I don't think I don't think Brad Stevens gets fired. And zero sources on this, but I do think there probably will be some significant changes. I mean, Jalen Brown's getting traded. If it, 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 I think, no I, but Celtic fans, I, I think, think, would go apoplectic if they broke the two of them up. They have to. What are they going to do? I gotta get creative. Nah, I think I think you try to trade. You try to trade Kemba before you try to trade Jalen. What are you gonna get for Kemba? Uh, fucking <laughs> bag of sandwiches? What do you mean? That's not getting you shit. You ain't getting shit for Kemba. Yeah, if, the Knicks will take him if you give him Alfred Payton. I mean, <laughs> if you want one palm for the other, yeah. <laughs> like what's that? that might yeah. be an upgrade at this point. Jesus Christ! All right, let's keep it moving. Spurs Grizzlies. Oh, I fell asleep even thinking about it. Grizzlies are favored by three and a half. Snooze fast. Take the Grizzlies. Keep it moving. I'm picking the Grizzlies, but it's hard to it's hard to bet, bet against Pop. You know? The Spurs are incredibly banged up, and the last time the last time they beat the Grizzlies, you know who their second leading scorer was? Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, he yeah, retired. he's retired. So yeah, keep it moving. He's retired. Keep it moving. A lot happened in this NBA season. Well, almost yeah. This was a long NBA season. Nothing happened while well, a lot happened at the same time. Um, okay, I mean game of the game of the play in. Warriors Lakers. Can I can I give clown of the week to whoever decided this game should be at ten o'clock at night on Wednesday? They it's at ten o'clock two West Coast teams. It's what at ten o'clock. So I don't care. Do it earlier. Why would you do it at ten o'clock? You're in desperate need of ratings and you put the marquee game that everybody's gonna watch at ten o'clock. You no, know, just for like the the location wise, the game would be starting at six. Yeah, you're gonna put the game between the two Midwest teams on at like ten o'clock at night? No, <laughs> that's not how it works. You don't do a tip off of a West Coast playoff game at four thirty in the afternoon out in that light. That's not how it works. I've seen it. They've done it. They've done that before. Not in a weekday. Not in a weekday. It'd figure something out. Having this game on at ten o'clock is criminal. this is how it I'm works. Is the playoffs get ready? We're gonna be up late all, that's how it all works, man. next two and a half months. So who are we taking here? I think it's easy. The yeah, Lakers are going to smoke. Unless Steph goes for 75 and flirts with Kobe's. Steph's going to have moments where you think the game's going to be close and he's keeping yeah. them around, but LeBron's going to toy with it. Even the game that uh, the Warriors did win this year, they were down by like 25. Yeah. And then Steph You're going to need a beyond back. heroic effort from Steph for them to seriously flirt with winning this game. And if he does, kudos to him. And, you know, Steph is just adds to his legendary status. But it ain't fucking happening. Lakers. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's playoff. I mean, it's not technically playoffs, but it's going to be a playoff type game. So the Lakers are sending the house at Steph. Steph is not going to have. I'm any also slightly type of pissed. Freedom. Chops are with me on this. That again, the NBA is going to love the fact that they have LeBron versus Steph. 
in the marquee playing game. And it gives like credence to them creating this thing. But this, again, this fucking novelty, we'll get wrapped up in it for a little bit, but this is like, I, uh, like, it's not even a playing game. Yeah. Like, make this one elimination, yeah. loser. I would out, agree. And then yeah, make I would the, be in. up the stakes even more. And if you want to get even deeper yeah. into the playoff bullshit, bring back technically this game. I'm going to whisper something. Technically, this game doesn't mean fucking You're not anything. Wrong. Yeah, this game doesn't mean shit. Wrong. I get it. It's LeBron's step. People and everyone's going to pick the Lakers over either the Jazz or the Suns no matter what in the first round. No yeah, what's yeah, the NBA are. desperately fucking yeah. needs a shot to the arm that they're trying to get from this. Hey, you like, know what would be a shot in the arm? What? Five-game first-round series. Exactly. Mm. Put some fucking people people, people don't care about this one, though. They will, but it's kind of – but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't yeah. mean anything, Zion. It still doesn't yeah, mean mm. anything. I mean, yeah, but – I, if I'm the Lakers, also, uh, no, but still, it means something. It means something for the Lakers more than everybody because if the Lakers lose that game, then your path becomes the Jazz, the Clippers, and then whoever's in the conference. They don't care about that. Also, LeBron cares. LeBron doesn't. Real care. quick, no, I just thought of this. That, what do these stats fall under? Because this is technically not the playoffs. Who cares? And who who knows? Uh, that's Adam kind of important. Blood on his hands. Blood yeah. on Adam Silver. It's probably an extra regular season. Game, which kind is of like not really accurate, it. but it's also not a postseason game. This is a, this is like some purgatory yeah. shit. Adam, how far are the Knicks going in the playoffs? The fourth, the fourth seeded New they, York Knicks. Knicks will, yeah, be a, I, Knicks will be a second round playoff team. They are. Book they're going to sweep the hopefully Hawks. Knicks and fi- Knicks and five over the Hawks. I can see it. Book the Knicks, Knicks in and five. Round. Knicks and five over the Hawks. Wow. Knicks I think you're kind of under five. I think you're kind of underestimating the Hawks. The no, Hawks have been. The Hawks have been one of the best teams in the NBA since Nick McMillan took over. They have. They have one of the better records in the second half like, of the season. Yeah. This, is, this is not a slouch team. Like, But I think the Knicks, I don't know. I've been back and forth on this series. But I think the, I think the Knicks. No, do, take do. off take off your goddamn uh, black and white colored glasses here, pal. All right. Take off your Nets hat. Put your Nets gear away for two seconds and objectively look at this matchup. The Knicks are the superior team, even though the Hawks mm-hmm. have been playing better during the second half. And with home court advantage, and there will be 5,000 fans in the Garden. That Garden will be rocking. More than that. No, right now it's only 5,700, they said. For no, the I saw, well, let me read something. You have let me updated read information? I think we got updated information. Cuomo, Cuomo's letting the guard down? I hope it's 50% for the Nets, though. I don't care about the Knicks. Give us 50%. Yeah, We're going I don't, to Okay, I, I, I just read uh, a tweet. I didn't understand. Re- I'm not good with Yeah, they reported over the weekend that they're predicting 5,700 fans allowed into the Garden. Maybe... Maybe half they're they're hopeful that half capacity if the Knicks can advance a little bit deeper into the playoffs, but we'll say. Hey, baby, if you're vaccinated, go out and live your life, okay? Yes. Um who what team is most likely to get upset in the first round? I gotta think about the Nets. The, uh, what? <laughs> I would just want to see your reaction, that's all. All right. Yeah, I, uh, to get upset. I think you probably have to go out west. You have to say like Denver. Oh, it's gonna be the Jazz or, or the, uh, not the Jazz. Well, if the Jazz play the Lakers, then then it'll be the technically. It's gonna be. It's is it whoever the Lakers play in the. It's first whoever round? the Lakers play. That's who's getting upset because other <laughs> y'all really don't have. I think the Suns are gonna be very. <laughs> they're gonna be so in wait, trouble. Are the if they Suns the, the two seed? Are the Suns? Yeah, the, two the Suns are the two seed. So they're praying that the Lakers don't win on Wednesday. Yes, they are praying yeah. the Lakers do not win. Um but yeah, I think that would be a shitty one. end of the Suns season if they really did play the Lakers in the first round. All right, yeah, what has a better chance be. of happening? The Bucks getting bounced in the first round or the Bucks going to the Eastern Conference Finals? Bucks getting bounced in the first round, easy. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm not going to say the latter because that means they get beat the Nets in the second exactly. round. That's not happening. Um, how so say the, other how mad are the Bucks that they have to play the Heat again? Not ideal. Bucks. It's not ideal, but I feel like the Heat too. Actually, no, they're not really a different team because even though Il Oladipo's out, uh, I mean, they yeah, still he wasn't they still there got before, some though. He wasn't there before. Yeah, they wasn't still there got before. Bam. They can still put Bam on Giannis. That's all they. Yeah, that's I gonna mean, that's, what... that's gonna be a fun series. I just don't. I just don't think it's it's gonna be like. Uh, I think the Bucks are winning this one. They're been winning this one. Would you guys be surprised if the Lakers beat the Suns in the first round? No, no. You guys won't be no, surprised no. at all. If LeBron got LeBron's never been bounced in the first round of a playoff series. Would I be surprised? Surprise! Uh, our first round of the playoffs. LeBron has wait, never wait, wait. Lost you're saying first round. you're saying if the Suns beat the Lakers, you said if the Lakers beat the Suns. No, Suns beat the Lakers. My bad. If the, would you be surprised if the Suns beat the Lakers? 
Yes. Are the Suns going to be favored in these games, Adam? No. Say the Lakers are the seventh seed. No. So have we ever seen a two seed not be favored in their game? Uh, you have to go back seed? and dig into the uh, archives deeper than that. But you know who the number two selection is overall in terms of odds to win the NBA title. I know. It's, it's Lakers, the Lakers. Yeah. So so th- these whole playoffs are kind of tilted on their head because they don't really make sense in the West. You're not wrong. Yeah. Who's the three seed? The Clippers, right? Nuggets three, Nuggets. Clippers four, Mavs five, Blazers six. That's a dangerous so, series for the Nuggets. Yeah. Very dangerous they, series for the Nuggets. So who are they playing? The Blazers? Yes. Yeah. I'd pick the Blazers in that series without Jamal yeah. Murray. I'd pick the Blazers. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very dangerous series. So who's that the could be five? Easy Cl- Clippers and who? Clippers, Clippers and Mavericks. Who? Mavericks? Yep. Mavericks. Which was a good series in the bubble last year. Give me the Clippers. Zion, who you take? Yeah, I need, I need the Clippers to expose all that Luka hype real quick for me. What's the 3-6 matchup? In the, are we ta- is anybody taking the Heat to beat the Bucks? No. I think it's a seven-game series. Ooh, going seven. Okay, Zion, what do you think? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this: Bucks and five. Mm, that's a little, okay, that's a little aggressive, there, pal. Maybe four. That's, a, that's maybe very four. Aggressive. I'll I'll be aggressive with this one. How? What about Nets? Nets and whoever they play. <clears throat> Nets. <clears throat> Nets and four every series. Jesus, you're, you're ridiculous. All right. Before we get to this Tim Grover interview, uh, let's. Did you guys see this Kwame Brown thing? He went off on Gil, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, everything on IG Live. Yeah, and Jeez. actually, I talked to Gil on Friday for over an hour, um, kind of a, a little bit about, about this, this. But we were arguing about. Uh, if you guys watched the interview that Gil did with Barnes and Steven Jackson, his point about Kwame, which you're about to get into chops. No, can that, you break it down? Break it down for the listeners. I am going to break know. it down, yeah. Gil's assertion was that Kwame was so fucked up from the booing when he was at the Wizards that he looked forward to road games and that he would kind of low-key like tell guys like, or can you just like play me during the road games and not play me at home? Gil called me up on Friday as I was driving home from uh, my friend's place in Long Island battling brutal traffic and we were arguing for an hour about why free agents don't go to the Knicks and Gil's assertion was that players these days who have seen the Knicks be shitty over the years except for a couple seasons here and there have witnessed the home players get booed left and right and New York fans be relentless and, re- and over the top and and have these incredibly high expectations and no free major free agent wants to go to the garden and play for the Knicks when they're going to get booed if they perform poorly and not supported the way they want to be. And that's why the Knicks have been so shitty. I, of course, fought Gil on that point vehemently and we were arguing getting after it because there's a million other reasons why the Knicks have sucked. But that's Gil's assertion that the Knicks have been terrible because New York fans boo their home players. Can we bring this back to Kwame? What's this guy's yeah, what, what, how did because we get to that point? Because the point that Gil made <laughs> yeah, in, the, in the podcast was that Kwame Brown hated playing at home because the fans would boo him and didn't want to play home games. Did you see what Kwame said in response, though? Tell tell the audience. Zion, tell the audience. <laughs> You're expecting me to be the guy. Uh, I, have to, I have to do... But he basically called out... Um, He's called Gilbert Arenas the whitest black boy he's ever seen. That's one. <laughs> then he called. That's, uh, that's not nice. Then he called Stephen Jackson a fake black uh, Black Lives Matter activist. Uh, he also said another <laughs> other things that I will not say Jesus because Christ. it's kind of wild. Uh, um, that allegedly. Um, and then what do he say about Matt Barnes? Oh, well, he said he called her him Becky with a good hair. Just uh, that's that was his his thing. <laughs> Kwame is certainly the clown of the week. Well done, Kwame Brown. <laughs> is, is he? I don't Go ahead. Look, you defend Kwame Brown. Go ahead. How? <laughs> oh, I'm not defending Kwame Brown. I'm not buddy. taking a side in any of this. I'm not I'm taking not... a side, but he, the man was called out randomly. Like, randomly. He I, was minding his business. You're not wrong He's about that. He's just trying to live his life. Also, you know, listen, I love Gil to the end of time, so I'm going to defend him. So, Adam, you do Clown of the Week. You, Kwame, that's all you. Adam, Kwame, stand Clown on your of the week words. For, for calling Steven Jackson fake Black Ooh. Lives Matter? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on now. Like, I, I don't know. I like, I, yeah. Steven right. Jackson Next topic. personally has been really cool. I like Steven and Matt's been cool too. So, I, I'll own it. Kwame, Clown of the Week for that nonsense. There we go. All right. You didn't get the point that me and Gil were arguing about? Like, that didn't make sense to you guys? No, we, I got it. I just, I just didn't... Uh, I was trying to yeah, see where he, you were looking at it. Up and I was like, yeah, I heard what you said about Kwame, about him hating the home games. And that's when then he started saying, well, this is why the Knicks suck. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, because players don't want to play there because they don't want to get booed at home. And then it went from there. Okay. Okay. So I should have been yeah, more. That makes sense. Okay. I, you know, I get it. 
to say. I mean, Mike's I understand. Where, I mean, Kwame was just living his life, and then fucking he he he, get, he was. He got shot. But Gil, this is what Gil does. This is Gil doesn't give a shit. No chill, Gil. He is no chill, Gil for a reason. Um, Zion, do you have any youth talk for us before we get to this Tim Grover interview? Uh, I would say, yo, we just jumping, jumping into the segments fast. Uh, number one, I need some intro music. Uh, Misha, give me some intro. You talk. So this is you talk. Play some music. You know, just for me. Please don't give him anything. I want to shout out because uh, I know Adam wasn't watching because he's a fraud. But the Liberty, shout out the Liberty, shout out that first game, Sabrina Ionescu. That was. I saw the end of that game. That was one. Of, that was a great game. I was watching it live. Very clutch. I flipped off the Yankee game to watch that live. Uh, she, she, she's, she's a problem. She's a problem. Um, but shout out to the WNBA. Y'all got to start watching it more. So that's the youth talk. I can't. We're about two hundred days still until football season. I think so. I'm just chugging along over here, guys. I miss it. This, this man. Well, two out of three of us do not give the schedule watch. release came out. The schedule release was fun. Uh, we don't care. Was it? It got leaked. Every game got leaked before they uh, announced it. Yes, they did. Hey, Adam, who's <laughs> winning week one? Sam Darnold or the Jets? Because they're playing each other. Uh, no one gives a fuck. Is no Sam Darnold putting no up six way. TDs? Zero Is he putting care. up six TDs? Zero goddamn people care. Imagine Sam Darnold put six TDs. I hope he does. I hope he I hope he throws for an NFL record 13 <laughs> touchdowns. I hope he annihilates the Dang, Jets. I was going to go I, I was really going to go a whole podcast without saying nothing about Cleveland. But you're playing the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, you keep sucking us in. Yo, we're, we got a tough one week one. We got a tough one week you one. You are getting smoked. Owen one Browns. I don't think so. We really improved our defense. I don't know if we win, but we really improved our defense this offseason. Did you see the line yet for Chiefs? It's uh, down to four and a half. It'll be a very good game. It started at seven, Adam. It's been bet down. Well, if you got the Browns at, at plus seven, that's incredible. Mean? And we're talking about NFL Lions and fucking May. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love nah, it. I'm a nah. football Next. guy. Lock in the valley. Next. I love it. Wait, who did the Giants Next. play week one? Who did the Giants play week one? Uh, uh, Broncos. L. Aaron Rodgers going to be on the Broncos. No, nah, it's not Aaron Rodgers. And if it is Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers can catch that smoke too. This is a new Giants team. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater will smoke that. Oh, hell defense. no. Teddy Bridgewater will be lucky to start. Drew Locke is still uh, on that team. It'll be a competition. Yeah. It's a competition. <laughs> Zion, Adam has already turned on his man, Drew Locke, just like this. That's, one bad right. season. Not, not my that's man. Not for the one that's, million time, That is your man. man. That's your favorite guy. You're, not my you're man. The predecessor to, uh, what's his face? Uh, the prodigy of uh, Philip Rivers for you. I have zero mans west of the Mississippi right. River. On that note, let's get to our Tim Grover interview. Very, very, very good. He was MJ's trainer forever through the glory days, everything. Worked with Kobe. Great Kobe stories. Great Charles Barkley stories. Just great basketball stories. Uh, let's get to it. He's got his new book coming out. Out today, actually. So go cop that. His new book. He talks all about it. Let's get to it. Read books. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right. Big welcome to the Complex Sports Podcast. Tim Grover, Michael Jordan's uh, trainer, Kobe Bryant trainer. Tim, new book winning coming out. How are you feeling? I'm feeling excellent, gentlemen. How about yourselves? We're feeling good. We're feeling right. good. Not too, not too bad this afternoon when we're taping this. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sunny day in New York City. So, Tim, uh, tell us about this new book. Uh, let's jump right into it. What uh, 
what made you want to write this one? What's different about it? You know, like where, where, what's the angle we're coming from here? Well, here it is. You know, I, I did a book uh, eight years ago called Relentless, and that was more on the mi- mindset of the individuals that I work with on a regular basis. I wanted to do something more for the masses. So this book, Winning the Unforgiving Race to Greatness, it's a continuing conversation from the relentless mindset. But as we know, the ability to win is in all of us. Wins are everywhere, every minute, every opportunity we have, the opportunity to win. But people only look at winning at the end. They see the people standing on the podium, the championship trophies, all that other stuff. They don't understand that it has a completely different meaning and a completely different language in order to get to that final win. And it doesn't matter whether it's in sports, business, parenting, or whatever it is. This is the language and this is what it takes to consistently win over and over and over again. Not just compete, but win. And you've got plenty of anecdotes in this book um, from working, obviously, with Mike and from Kobe and some other guys. You work with Dwayne Wade, Charles Barkley. There's Akeem Olajuwon. You have mm-hmm. like a you know a Hall of Fame list of former clients, but you have plenty of anecdotes you've, you've kind of sprinkled in there in this book from your time working with all those guys. Correct? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, there's a bunch of story. There's a bunch of stories in there because listen, we can all relate. One way or another, we can all relate to sports. We can all relate to these great individuals. We can all relate to how they win, how they compete. Not only did they win, how they handle the losses, how they handle the setbacks, how they handle the defeats. It's no different. Yeah, obviously they were exceptional athletes and they were ex- exceptionally skilled in what they did. But the mindset is what separated those individuals from everybody else. And it's that mindset that we can take in daily lives, in business, in entrepreneurship, whatever we do in order to get those, and to get those wins. You know, I, I give you guys a story that back in the day when Kobe was um, in his first in the Olympics in 2008, Coach K came up to him and it pulled him aside and pulled me aside and said, hey, listen, you're actually going to get open shots. Kobe's like, man, I never get an open shot. What are you talking about? I'm double, double, triple team. He goes, no, but with this <laughs> amount of talent here, you're going to get open shots. Well, he tells Coach K, he goes, well, where am I going to get my shots from? He goes, they're going to be from the corners. And Kobe's like, man, that's, I hardly ever shoot from the corners. Well, in or, with him, with his mindset, in order to win, in order to chase that medal, in order to get that end result every single day, every single day from the day coach told him that we made, well, he made, I rebounded <laughs> 500 jump shots from both corners from both corners every single day. Not he didn't take, he made. He made. Right. And, and we, I would challenge him. I would say, okay, the, for the next, you know, out of your next 20 shots, six of them have to be, if they're makes, they have to be all net. Otherwise they don't count. Or some of them have to go off the back iron. So to make it even more challenging to understand <laughs> that, hey, this is the mentality it takes in order not to just compete, but to win and to win at winning. So Kobe was the original PJ Tucker knocking down corner threes. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. What? What did you when you were watching the Last Dance? Was it just a total like reminisce? You were just like just like throwing back in a time machine it, and and enjoying it again. Yeah, it was. It brought back a lot of things that I had forgotten. You know, I was okay. a certain certain thing because I never worked for the organization. I worked for the yeah. team. I worked for Michael directly. So some of the things I wasn't privileged to. I mean, I would hear things, but to be able to <laughs> see those, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I get it, I get it." But it was like, it it brought out the person in him that I I only knew that person. That's the only person. Mm-hmm. That's the only person I knew. That competitive individual, and no matter what he did, the way he talked to his teammates was the same way he talked. He talked to me. I mean, for 15 years with him, very rarely did I ever call me by my name. I had, he had a nickname for me, which I'm not going to say uh, on the thing. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can let it fly. Uh, you, can, you can let it fly. That's where he can say, "Yeah, we, yeah, we're not going to bleep it out." Go ahead. I, I was, I, I was, hey, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so that 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 was that was my that was my nickname, and, and then when I see him every now and then, he called me Tim. I'm like, who the hell is he talking to? I'm like, <laughs> uh, is is he still that competitive? He he for sure is, right? 
it doesn't change. It doesn't like he, change. He, he thinks he could drop 20 in an NBA game right now, true or false? Oh, 20? Are you kidding me? You tell you he could drop 20 in the first half. <laughs> he, he's, he like, he just, yeah, he goes, no, no, no problem. No, no, no problem. Like, you know, he's, his big thing now is, is fishing. So he's, you know, he's got this boat and he goes out on these little fishing expeditions and so forth where you try to, you know, you don't catch the little fish, you got to catch the big, big fish. And he's, the competitive nature doesn't stop. It doesn't, doesn't stop. So it's, it's the, he's the same end of same individual, slightly heavier, but the same individual. (laughs) (laughs) But there's gotta be something you're better at than him. There's gotta be something that you can beat Jordan in. Oh, let's see. I can outlive. Well, when we used to train together. No, no, talk your talk, talk your talk. If you can outlift him, you can do all that stuff. Talk your talk. Let me finish. Let me finish. We always used to work out together. And back in those days, I used to be able to outlift him until he actually surpassed me. Nowadays, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I can outlift him. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm in. Be- I'm a little. If I get on the scale, my number will be more pleasing to the eyes than his will. There you go. <laughs> love it, love it. So, who ordered the pizza in Utah? I ordered the pizza in Utah. But here we have a question for you. Here's a question. You're a Chicago guy. You're obviously well versed in deep dish. You probably know your pizza now. Some of us New Yorkers on this on this podcast will fight you about whether deep dish is better than New York <laughs> style pizza. Argument for a different day. Sure. But as a Chicago guy, you should have known better than to order pizza in Utah in in the mid nineties. Like that was a mistake. That was like a recipe for disaster right off the bat. Right off the bat, I agree. But it was the only place that was open. Listen, we explored every option that was there. Every single option. I mean, I tell you, all the fast food places were closed. This was in Park City before Park city was park city mm-hmm. all right so this was the only only place open and we and when they deliver that pizza you know how you just get that bad feeling it's just like man <laughs> some something isn't right here something is something is a right and he's the only one that ate it and we saw the result everybody said it was a flu game i said way back when it was pizza gate or whatever you want to call it <laughs> but hey listen we still got the win you still got the win what what made Michael and Kobe different? Because obviously two of the biggest competitors ever. But what was what was the differences in working with them? I, I say this in the book winning. So Kobe worked out harder, but MJ worked out smarter. All right. Mm. So with Kobe, you had to get him to stop. He never knew when was enough. Yeah. He never knew when was when was enough. You know, most of us, if you guys go to the gym, you're like, all right, you make that you make that last shot. And you leave like, okay, you know, you can't leave the gym. Off, you can't leave the gym on a miss. Kobe had to make the last shot. It had to sound the right way. It had to go through the net right way. It had to come back the same way and uh, all, all, all these things. And you just kind of, he just never knew what he just never knew when to, uh, when to stop. Michael knew, Hey, this is enough. I, I'm, I'm where I need to be and I can walk away. And, like I said, you know, Kobe's legendary for my 3 a.m. wake up, 3 a.m. wake up calls to say, hey, let's go to the let's get let's go to the gym and go get some shots up. And we'd go in and we'd go either work out, get some shots up. And he, and he would leave and I would actually stay in the gym a half hour later because I know he was coming back. <laughs> I know because he, he'll, he'll drive and he'll be like, man, that shot didn't feel good. Or he watches film of something. He just say, you know what? I need to, I need to work on that. And there used to be some battles where he used to try to get in and I wouldn't let him in anymore. I said, no, you need to go home. You need to go home. We can work on We can work on this. T- we can work on this tomorrow. But both of them understood winning. They knew that winning makes them different. And those differences were going to scare people, but they didn't care. So what's a, what's a uh, moment uh, that hasn't been told to the public that, uh, Reminds you best of uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant. A moment that hasn't been told to the public. Hmm. Let's think, let's think about, let's think about this one. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. This, this, this was a, this was a, a great story. So we were sitting in a, um, we're sitting in a we're sitting in a restaurant. We fin- we finished the game. Kobe and I decided to go out to eat in the re- out to eat in a restaurant. And he go he goes to uh, he goes to one of the restaurants and he goes, "Can I get a I need uh, a table for four. And I'm like, "It's just the two of us." 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. So he gets a. Ta- he gets a. He gets a table. He gets a table of four. All right, and two people see us. Two other people, two guys see us, and they're like, "Okay." They finally get the balls to approach Kobe. Ask, you know, "Hey, can we sit down here?" And Kobe said, "These seats are taken." I'm like, <laughs> "Man, am I working this guy out too hard?" I'm like, he, he's starting to he's starting to hallucinate a little bit. <laughs> and the guys, the guys were like, "Oh, he's just be, he's just being this big asshole, and they're not let, letting anybody sit down." And I said, "Kobe, who are those? Who are those uh, seats filled with?" He goes, "Wherever I go, everybody that puts the best part of them away in the closet, where they say, you know, put your, everyone who tries to hide their skeletons." He goes, "I bring everything and all of me with me." The good, the bad, the indifferent, and those seats are for those individuals because they make me who I am. That was so. He's talking about his alter ego, the mama, you know, the mama, the mama mentality. That's yeah. what that's he was talking about. So just and the, the crazy part about that thing, we actually ordered four drinks. So there were there were drinks sitting <laughs> all, all, all 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 the all the way all the way around. And then those other two drinks, they were they were like sitting there before he before he uh, before he was getting ready to leave. And I just kind of looked at him, and I, there was two shots of tequila. I was like, he walked out. I took the two shots real quick. You can't leave tequila <laughs> sitting on the can't, can't leave good tequila leaving on the table. You got to go. Amen to that. Yeah, Amen to that. that's that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. I want to ask you about Barkley because okay. you worked with Barkley, and Barkley gets overshadowed a little bit, I think, from when people talk about 90s hoops, you know. Oh. I, I think I think a part of it is he's on TV a lot, so, you know, people look at him, you know, as sure. TNT, alter ego. He never won the ring. Give us some Barkley stories. Charles was a, Charles was the most explosive athlete I ever worked with. I, and, and his people, oh, he's listed at 6'4". He was not 6'4". He was 6'3 and some change. All <laughs> right. So the stuff... The same person you see on TV is the same way he was in practice, the same way he played, the same way he did he did everything. So great story about about Char- about Charles Barkley, and this is a more uh, off the co- off the court thing. So <laughs> we went we went we were we were at a we were at a re- we were at again we were at a restaurant, and this guy kept asking him for an autograph, asking him for an autograph, and and Charles politely said, "No, right now, you know, I'll take care of you later. I'm sitting there, I'm having dinner with his friends." And this guy kept be, he was just continuing, 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 continuing. So as this guy's leaving, he said, "You know, he says something to Charles, and Charles, oh, it pissed Charles off so much. <laughs> so Charles literally got the guy and threw him through the glass window." Oh, you were there for that uh, of the of the of the rest of the rest. You were there for that incident. I remember this. Yes. Okay. This is the infamous through the glass incident. Okay. Wow. I had no idea that you were actually there for that. All so, right. so he's in. So, so the people have, who who are there, they got to go. You know, they got to go to the judge and witness and all this other stuff. So they find. You know, Charles pays his fine and all this other stuff. He, you know, he's got to do his thing. So the judge and see, they asked the judge. It was a fe- I think it was a female judge. I don't remember. I don't know if it's a male or female. So she, uh, he or she goes, Mr. Barkley, do you have any regrets about your actions? And he goes, Your Honor, I absolutely do. And she goes, Well, what were those? He goes, I should have threw him out the sixth floor window instead of the first floor window and finished the job. <laughs> How surreal was it though to be there and see Barkley just throw some human being through a pane of window? Like, I mean, like, what was your reaction? Like, were you just stunned inside? Yes, you were just, you were just, <laughs> but you know, you kind of, you're like, okay, most people just say no, 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 but that's Charles. He got to a certain point and he's just like, this is this is what's good. This is what's going to happen. And, and it did. When Charles tells you something's going to happen, it actually usually does happen. <laughs> but but you know his his but his you know his language of winning was completely different than everybody else. His language of winning was all about the truth. It was all hey, leave me alone, or this is what I'm going to do to you. And you don't leave me alone. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so enough. MJ MJ had a nickname for you, motherfucker. But he also when he introduced I guess Kobe to you, 
he called you the biggest asshole. Yes. And you thought that was a massive compliment. <laughs> massive. So you have that on your business card. Is your yes. business card say the biggest asshole? Yes. You know, listen, if you're going to be called something, don't be called a asshole. Be called the something. You know, that's, a, <laughs> that's like if you're going to if you're going to be known in life. Be known as that. Winning wants to know your name, and if it and if it's gonna, it's not gonna call you a asshole. It's gonna call you the asshole. You know, this when you look at the book, the book says the unforgiving race. It doesn't say a <laughs> unforgiving race. It says the. <laughs> That's amazing, Tim. I'm curious. How much do you watch the NBA today? Do you still keep up with it? Are you? Are I, you- I I do. I don't watch it as much as I used to. Yeah. One, obviously, with the change in the schedule without the fans, um, players not playing as often. And, you know, last year with a shortened schedule. So it doesn't have the same flavor for me, but I still watch it. Now, I won't say religiously. I still keep an eye on it. Do you, What do you think of like some of the younger guys like you watch Zion Williamson? Would, would you what, what would a 90s Tim Grover have done with a Zion Williamson? What would I have done with it? Uh, well, listen, you know, it's funny. These kids now are so skilled in different in different areas that they, they, you know, they can ha- they can handle the ball. They uh, obviously they can they can shoot. Everybody's trying to shoot the threes. Obviously, with Zion, one of the things I would have really emphasized, and I'm sure whoever's working with him will at some point. He's so left. He, he loved. Obviously, he's left handed. He loves to go left. He loves to go left. Loves to go left. You know, at some point. You, you have that athletic ability. You're not always going to be able to jump over people. You're not always going to be able to bully them. So being able to have that advantage and be able to go in both directions, we would have put that emphasis on them. And from a training standpoint, it would be like, listen, do whatever we need to do to keep this individual injury free because he's so explosive. The amount of force he puts into the ground and he absorbs into the ground is part of what makes him so special. So the training aspect would be like, hey, let's really emphasize the muscles that keep him from getting injured. Let's really emphasize those. Let's minimize those. Now we can't say we're not going to eliminate them all together, but we want to minimize. We want to minimize those things because the way the moves are done now in, in uh, bas- in basketball, there's so there's so much of an overload on certain muscles and certain principles at certain directions that the athletes go in, I would make sure that those things are really like really balanced out. Do you have a theory why we're seeing more injuries around the NBA? Again, if you're following closely enough to know that we've seen so many superstars miss a ton of games, there's obviously plenty of theories out there with the condensed schedule X, Y, and Z, but just from your expert opinion, do you have a reason why it seems like guys are way more injured now than they were, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago? Well, obviously the game is a lot, the game is a lot faster. All right. So mm-hmm. in the in the back in the 80s and 90s, you actually the game actually stopped like you would go to you go from offense to defense and it would it would kind of slow down. You know, you would never you'd have if you saw. A hundred and twenty, if you saw hundred and twenty points total or 140 points, it was like that between the two teams. That's a lot of po- that was a lot of points back then. Now you see one team getting up, uh, you know, 150, 160. So there's no stoppage in this game. It's just it's a constant pattern of going back and forth, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So you never get you overemphasize the, those muscles so much more, and they don't recover as quickly. So from the from a training reg from a training regimen, I would try to mimic more of what's actually going on in the game than what they're what they're doing now to really say, hey, this is how you have to recover in this game now. Because you would see in the old days, you guys would know you don't recover on de- you don't recover on defense. You, you don't take you don't take defense off. If you're going to recover, you catch a breath, you catch it on you catch it on offense. Nowadays, they're going at off, you know, 150 points, 140 points, 130 <laughs> points per team. They are they are just constantly, constantly going. So I, I, I would incorporate more stoppage, not even stoppage in the game, but more stoppage in their training. You know, just like a car that you guys have. You have a gas pedal 
and you have a and you have a brake pedal and you know have to you you have to know to use both but all our testing and measurements now are all about how how fast can a person run how high he how high he can jump how quickly are they laterally well if you can jump higher if you can run faster if you can move quicker laterally you also got to know how to be able to stop quicker too in all yeah. those different all those different aspects and I don't think that's something that's being emphasized as much as it should be. What would have uh, what would have Michael Jordan in the bubble been like? Prime Michael Jordan in the bubble. What would what would have happened? Which which rules? The rules that they have now. I mean, I mean, <laughs> on the court and also just in the bubble. <laughs> well, I, I think they would have built him his own bubble. That would have been the one thing. All right. He would have had his own hotel. Yeah, you know, kind of like the Space Jam thing where they kind of built, yeah. hey, they built his own thing. I think they built him his own bubble, his own his own, ho- his own hotel. Listen, with the way how how easy it is to get to the basket with the lack of contact and the, pay, and the pace of the game and the phantom fouls that we see a lot going on, and MJ would be shooting, he'd average 20 just from the free throw line. <laughs> like just, just literally just from the just from the free throw line. I, you know, people forget, and I know you guys are basketball historians. For his career, he shot over fifty percent from the field. For his career, with three guys not only on him but like trying to take him out. <laughs> now, just I mean, just literally take 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 him out, and the defenses were set. Hey, go stop this guy. Like everybody knew, every team was like, okay, if we can stop him, we got it, we got a chance. Yeah. This is why MJ's the GOAT, not LeBron. You know? Before 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 we get to that. <laughs> right, young Zion? <laughs> before we get to that, if you had to put a number on how many points MJ's averaging in today's game, what would it be? Because a lot of people would, have said like fifty. It would it would be in the forties easily. It would be in the forties. It would be, you know, if he wanted to say he'd get 50, he'd go out and get 50. But it would be in the – who's – what's the leading scorer now? He's averaging 30, 30-something, 30 I'm assuming, it's right? Like 33, like Bradley Beal, I think. Yeah. yeah. So if it's yeah. – Something. It's, yeah. If it's 33, he would definitely go for the four. I mean, the most we've seen yet is Harden a couple seasons ago when he had 36. But Jordan, in some of his best years, averaged 36 back in the day when the defenses were much more you know, punitive and it was incredibly hard to get to the basket. So, yeah, in today's game, it would be easily, easily in the fours. Are, are you going to see Space Jam too, Tim? <laughs> at, at some point, of course, I have to because it's going to be like, listen, I, obviously I'm an MJ, I, I, I'm an MJ guy. But I, I have the utmost respect for what LeBron's done, what he can, what he yeah. what he continues to do, the way he's the way he's changed the game. You know, we talk about him quite a bit in this book, winning of the different things, how he's evolved for, as a basketball player, as an individual, as as a winner, and he pretty much did it his way, and he's continuing to do things his way. So this is how I'm going to do it. This is the way it's going to be, and it's his league. It, he's literally way waiting for somebody to take it from him and nobody's had no one can how how real quick i know adam wants to jump in how legendary were the space jam runs though because i don't think a lot of people knew about those until the last dance oh they were like it was they were unbelievable they were absolutely unbelievable i mean listen to have that facility in there and you had to be an accomplished you had to be an accomplished uh, uh, NBA player to come in there, and he got it. That was his first time he actually got to play, play with Dennis Rodman and see what that what that was all what that was all about. But I mean, you name it, those individuals were there. You talk about the trash talking that went on in that gym. Oh my goodness, it was it, it, it was it was it was amazing. It was absolutely. It was. Let me think. Besides, no. Besides a dream team. Okay. All right. The best pickup basketball I have ever seen. Over hmm. the 08 Olympic team, even that you were around. Yeah, I'm talking about the first dream team. No, I, know, I know. Yeah. No, I know the first yeah, dream team. But e- even, even the oh, Space yeah. Jam runs even better than the 08 Olympic yeah. team. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I got one final question. Mm-hmm. Did Charles Smith get fouled in 1993? No. Yes, he did. Come on. No. Come on. 
He no. was fouled. Oh, he got oh. hacked to pieces in that in that play. Come on. Not at all. He wasn't even touched. It just slipped out no. of his hand. <laughs> no, no, no. And just, like, end this just, interview right now. Yeah. End this interview right it's, now. It's, it's, hey, what's back? What do they? What, well, I don't know if they teach us now, but back in the day, what do they tell you if you're a big man? Don't bring the ball now. Uh, yeah. You're not wrong about that. All right. Don't bring don't bring the ball. And you know what? Charles was never the same after that. <laughs> he was he was just never you're not the wrong same about that, that either. Yeah. Not the same. Tim, hold up. No, Zion, you want to get one more yeah. in? One last because this I want to hear your perspective on this. A lot of people kind of and it's back to the LeBron thing. A lot of people kind of obviously link Kobe and MJ with the killer mentality, and a lot of people kind of clown LeBron and say he doesn't have a killer mentality. What are your thoughts on that? So this is what LeBron does. All right. LeBron loves to pull strings of individuals. Just, <laughs> just, just, just enough, just enough to say, Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm running this. So he'll come out and say something and you just like, here's the thing. Does anybody really believe He's not going to be 100% when the playoffs roll around. <laughs> Worst injury of his career, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But does – like, I'm like, seriously, does anybody ever does, – does somebody ever believe that? Well, so LeBron does have that killer mentality. He, he has a different type of killer mentality where he's like, okay, he's not always going to take that la- – he's not always going to take the last second sh- – he's not going to take the last second shot. You know, he may not he may not start talking trash from you from beginning to end, but you see he gives you that glare, he gives you that he gives you that he gives you that look, and then now he's how he's evolved in his press conferences from where he used to be, you know, he used to be he used to be extremely sensitive. Now it's just like I, I don't care. I'm, I, after after how many years, what question has he not heard yet? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, Tim, we appreciate you. Uh, Thank you, guys. Let us know the book and when it's out again. The book is coming out May 18th. It's called The Winning, The Unforgiving Race to Greatness. And it's available wherever you can buy books. If you want to go on the website, timgrover.com. It's available on my social media at Tim Grover. But it's something different. It's a completely different language. It's a different understanding. It's an understanding of all the individuals that we talked about and what it takes to win. Individuals like you what it takes to win every single day. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate Appreciate you guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to check out the book. Shout out to Tim Grover. That was amazing. Uh, Just so many cool stories about just just his hoops knowledge and just hoops history that he's been a part of that he's seen. It's just, it's amazing. I still don't believe him on the pizza in Utah, but whatever. You know, it is what it is at this point. And it's a little suspect yeah. still all these yeah. years later. Yeah, this, his that? access was definitely definitely crazy. He's had crazy amount of access, and it was yeah. definitely great to hear. Especially, I think this is good for people to hear, especially after Kobe was inducted. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Kobe Bean, Tim, Tim Duncan, and all KG and KG. all the uh, yeah. Yeah. finalists. Uh, definitely a, a great era of basketball that taught me kind of how to love the game of basketball. So. Shout out to them. Yeah, Tim Grover really just, I mean, go get his book. It's out right now. Um, if you're a hoops head, I mean, I think it's a perfect perfect purchase. Um, anything we want to add before we get out of here? I mean, it's going to be a fun week, NBA playoffs. Adam, I don't know about you, but I've been watching some NHL playoffs. It's been very intense. A lot of no, fun. thank you. Uh, playoff hockey is great. Adam, uh, no, playoff play, hockey is different. Hockey's college, great. Playoff hockey is great. Zion, yes. don't, don't just be Still. Do not. You're gonna you're gonna shit on the NHL, but playoff, playoff hockey, hockey is a different, different beast. beast, and it's a lot of fun, and it's yeah. super entertaining. It's not even a full capacity so, with crowds. Uh, it's still intense. Is that? Yeah, it's still yeah, intense. It's awesome. Yeah. I watched two games. If the Rangers were in the playoffs, I would yeah. get more into it because all I have friends who are big Rangers yeah. fans, and I kind of get wrapped up. But, with but them, the but Florida series, I don't know if you pay attention. The Lightning and the Panthers, they hate each other. They're just fighting the whole time. It's great. Yeah. Get some more black um, people. Respect, young Zion. Get some more um, black people when I watch. The Tampa Bay Lightning have a have a forward line of all black no, players. No, it's two people. Two people. Don't say it all, all, but it's two people. Man, I thought it was three. three. Active. That's a line. Yeah, it's three. Pal. Yeah, well, three, three is not enough. Three is not enough. <laughs> Get me an all black team, and I'll be impressed. Oh my god! All right. Um, uh, he can never. Yeah, be ne- he's never fucking pleased. Uh, yeah, let's watch some hoops this week. It's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully the NBA gets a nice little ratings boost. I know Adam Silver needs it. 
Not every you you love talking game. about ratings. Just not not the you you will never talk about the actual game. You will just talk about ratings. Not everybody can be king, you know. King stays king. We are in the media here, yeah. so it is kind of a media thing. I, I hope people watch. I don't want the NBA to become extinct. King stays king. All right. On that note, we love y'all. Until next time, stay safe. Make sure you subscribe. Oh, to the oh, podcast, wait, 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 wait. Bef- before before you close it, out, I got to get one more word in. Shout out to my guy. My guy Kyrie Irving, 50, 40, 90. Had to add that in. 50, 40, 90. Put some respect on Kyrie Irving's name. Go Kyrie ahead. Irving got me this. This bad boy. Let's go. That fake. Your cubic zirconia ring. I'm showing ring up my very authentic team issued Cavaliers. Dave and Buster's friend. ring. All right. Uh, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to the podcast Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast. Go leave those reviews in the reviews. Let us know who you want to hear on the podcast. Uh, oh, how do we forget? Zion. Zion's Tom Brady shit, ESPN, People Magazine, everywhere. That Tom Brady Zion clip oh, was everywhere. It did very well. I, awesome. I, I do not get that. I do not understand that. Fox I don't News, understand Fox how News, your favorite site. Fox News picked it up, Zion. Oh, well, that's Adam's favorite site. Relax. Uh, but no. <laughs> I do not go to Fox News, for the record. No, never never go to Fox News. I don't get it either because everyone generalized it. I knew it. that headline was going to grab people immediately. But they generalized it as all Giants fans. Like, oh, why yes. do you hate? Yes. He was specifically talking to me. <laughs> That's it. Like, I'm not everybody. And for the record, and for the record, I had a little, uh, you know, monologue to give to Tom Brady uh, after you got done, Young Zion. But the rep cut off the interview, so I had something <laughs> to say for Jets. For the Jets fandom, the Jets fans are about to be heard. Yeah. Well, well, y'all, y'all have a reason to hate him. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I was about to I was about to read him his rights. Oh but, you know, yeah. Cut off. Okay. Uh, Tom totally, Brady, yes. come back on the podcast without your publicist next time. How about that? Oh yes, please. Yeah. All right. Jeez. We'll see you guys later. Stay safe. We love y'all. Until next week. And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh Dodd and Jasmine Plata, our audio editor, Misha Jones, our production manager, Sean Sel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, and general manager, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.